Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs, broadcasting live from the NYC. It is Wednesday, July 1st, 2018. For the next hour, I'm going to bring you the latest celebrity and entertainment news on Bette Midler, Christina Aguilera, Jimmy Walker, Nicki Minaj, Ellen Barkin, and a whole lot more. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after these messages. I wasn't prepared to be a caregiver to mom. I had no idea how hard it would be and what I would need to know. The things I never thought of, like how to improve her mood and ways for me to stay positive. Luckily, I found the Caregiving Resource Center from AARP. It had articles about the basics, but also information about the hurdles I was facing. Caregiving Resource Center at aarp.org slash caregiving. Articles, tips, and tools to help you both care for your loved one and care for yourself. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Hope you enjoyed your meal. And I just want to say, he's lucky to have a brother like you. Lucky? Caring for my brother is far from easy. But he's a part of me, like my arms and legs, so I'll be his. No time for tired. Nothing can disable this love. He needs me. But I'm the lucky one, even though I need help now and then. If you're caring for a loved one, visit aarp.org caregiving for care guides and community. Support for your strength. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. When is the best time to talk to your family about staying in touch during a disaster? When the unthinkable happens? Or is the best time perhaps today? Go to nyc.gov slash readyny or call 311 and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by New York City Emergency Management and the Ad Council. Another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know more about it, make sure you click on the follow up button on top of the show page, and that way it will send you a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, give me a call. The call in number is 347 637 2656 and press the number one. That's 347 637 2656. And press the number one. Also, like us on Facebook. Go to www.facebook.com slash thatsentertainment.radio. Follow us on Twitter at thatsentertain1. And you can also follow me on Twitter at Stiletto14, Stiletto like the shoe, S-T-I-L-E-T-T-O and the number 14. And most importantly, follow me on Instagram. Just type in T. Jones Gibbs, that's T-J-O-N-E-S, G-I-B-B-S. Right now, the current temperature in the NY is a partly cloudy and hot 88 degrees. Before I get started with the uh, first story of the day, I'd like to give a shout-out to everyone that's currently on the phone line, in the chat room, on the computers, listening and tuning in. Thank you for joining me here on this holiday afternoon, Wednesday afternoon. And if it's your first time tuning into the show, welcome. Every Wednesday, I broadcast from 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern here on BTR. So uh, I'd like to thank everybody for uh, just joining me here on this uh, holiday. It's July 4th. How is everybody doing? Is everybody getting ready for the festivities for tonight? 
you know, if you can't go out, because I know sometimes it gets a little crazy, you know, the crowds, finding places to park, making sure the kids are okay. Um, the best time to watch the fireworks is always on television with Macy's uh, Fourth of July, their annual Fourth of July fireworks. So, uh, and I know everybody's getting ready to get the the grills going, barbecuing it up. So. Uh, Again, thank you. If you are currently just grilling and listening to the show at the same time, thank you so much. Uh, Lots to talk about, as usual. Oh, and another thing, be careful because uh, they said that 90 million people are feeling the effects of the heat wave. We've been, I think it's like day four or five. The northeast has been hammered, some parts of the west coast. So make sure you stay hydrated and Stay under the AC because it is it's really brutal out there. Uh, this week we're going to be talking about Miss Bette Midler. Apparently she is back in the news. Well, you know, last week on the show I was telling you about uh, the Jackson patriarch, Joe Jackson. He had passed away. Well, Bette Midler had something to say about the deceased, and it wasn't too nice. You know, they always... You know, I was always taught that you're not supposed to speak ill of the dead, despite how you felt about the person, but Bette Midler did go there, and I'll tell you what she said. Also, uh, this week, we're going to be talking about Miss Christina Aguilera. She talks about the decision or the real reason why she left The Voice. I'll give you the details. Jimmy Walker uh, is back in the news. You know Jimmy Walker, who played J.J. Evans on the 70 sitcom Good Times. Well, he sat down recently for a tell-all interview where he gave the he went in, I should say, or he gave the scoop on all the antics that went behind the scenes of the popular 70 hit show. I'll tell you what he said, and also I'd like to uh, give a big up to to Nicki Minaj. You know. You can love Nikki, you can hate Nikki, but one thing you can say about Nikki is that she loved her fans to the point where she decided that any fans of her who are strapped for cash, especially when it comes to their college bill, their tuition bill, she said she will pay for it, and that's what she did. And I got to tell you, her fans was loving it tell you the latest detail and movie veteran Ellen Barkin you know she's um you know her from the show Sea of Love and uh the TNT show um I can't even think of it right now she uh is calling on all the youth to take over Hollywood and I'll tell you the reason behind it Wendy Williams is backpedaling her support for R Kelly uh, and her criticism of the Me Too movement after sponsors threatened to pull out. That's right. I'll tell you the latest. And uh, congratulations are in order for rapper Remy Ma and her husband, Peipus. They are expecting their first child, and she's four months pregnant. Yes, that's just the tip of the iceberg. So let's get started with the most talked about stories of the week. Hit it! <laughs> All right. Well, you know, like I said, back in the day, there was an old saying, and Bette Miller is old enough to know it. 
They say that if you can't say anything good about the departed, don't say anything. Apparently, Madam Miller didn't get the memo, or she just plain doesn't give a squat. We're referring to uh, Bette Midler uncalled for comments regarding the late Joe Jackson, who died last week after battling terminal cancer. And she couldn't find anything nice to say about him. The 89-year-old Jackson family patriarch was known all over the world for his iron-handed, tough love approach to honing his children into household names. It was a reality achieved several times over with the career successes of the Jackson Five, as well as Michael Jackson and Janet Jackson as soloists, all artists he managed at pivotal points. Still, his taxes made him a polarizing figure in life and seemingly in death, too. Because Bette Midler took to social media to weigh in with her anything but nice things to say about Mr. Jackson, this is what she uh, she wrote, well, this is what she tweeted on social media on Twitter. She said, hashtag Joe Jackson is dead and hallelujah. A monster who ate his own children like an old Gretchen myth. I hated every minute he lived. All times are strange, but this is really beyond the pale. Would Quincy Jones like Quincy Jones like to weigh in? Always interested. The bottom line is that his kids, except for maybe Michael, who shared their story about Joe, have publicly forgave him and made amends, as well as declared their love for their father. And uh, I think Monday they had two uh, funerals for uh, Joe Jackson. They had one for fans to pay respect, and then they had a private one. So, And Janet Jackson was there, of course, with her little cute little baby boy. But, I mean, was that right for Bette Miller to say? I mean, you know, we live in a time and age where everybody is very sensitive and whatever you put out on social media, you know, remember, social media, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you know, it's a double-edged sword. So some people are very sensitive to what you put out, and some people are like, yeah, that you speaking the truth. So do you think that Bette Midler was out of line, that despite how Joe Jackson was with his kids, do you think it was right for her to speak ill of him? Give me your thoughts. The call-in number is 347-637-2656. Press the number 1. Tell me what you think, 347-637-2656, and press the number 1. Christina Aguilera talks about her decision to leave The Voice. The pop star who recently released new, her new album, Liberation, gets candid in a new interview with the Los Angeles Times. Christina served as a coach in session six, season six sorry, of the NBC singing competition, and it didn't take a long time for her to become a fan favorite. However, she revealed that she felt disconnected for a while and she wasn't in the right headspace either, being in an environment that was just not good for her. Now, this is what she said. She said that that the blind audition thing was very intriguing to her because it provided an opportunity for anybody to get on stage and be discovered, regardless of their look. I also saw blatant things that I didn't think were okay and that I'm sure no one would want to put up with in a work environment. It was important for me to step away, unquote. The Fall in Line singer also talked about going on tour for the very first time in 10 years. Christina has also said that she won't be going on tour alone as her daughter Summer will join her. She says that Summer is too young, so she plans on bringing her during the trek. 
Christina's Liberation Tour is set to kick off on September 25th in Hollywood, Florida at the Hard Rock Live Arena and wrap up on November 13th in St. Petersburg, Florida at the Mahaffey Theater. And Jimmy Walker, who played J.J. on the 70 sitcom Good Time, sat down recently for a tell-all interview where he served up the scoop on antics that went on behind the scenes. The 71-year-old threw some serious shade at his former castmates, John Amos, who played his father, James Evans, Etherole, who played his mother, Michael and Selma, played by Ralph Carter and Bernadette Stannis, and uh, Janae Dubois, who played Wilona. Now, according to Walker, in real life, the cast wasn't close at all, and he he didn't even speak to his TV mother and father when they left the set. Walker also suggested that his former castmates weren't appreciative of being on a hit television series. Walker revealed that Amos caused a lot of friction on the show because he thought it was beneath him, and the actor was fired from Good Times after the the third season, and the series went on without him. As far as his TV brother Michael, played by Ralph Carter, Walker said he became disinterested in the show once he realized his role wouldn't be bigger as Carter initially expected. Walker also believed that Stannis, who plays Thelma, failed to capitalize on her sex symbol of image. In fact, when Walker suggested to series creator Norman Lear and Amos that she do a pinup poster like actress Farrah Fawcett, which sold millions of copies in the 70s, he got blasted for it. He then addressed Dubois and her Wilona character and said that she complained to the writers a lot, mainly about her character not doing enough, so much so that eventually it, they expanded her role, and that's how the, the Penny character, played by Janet Jackson, was created. He said that without Jan, uh, J- uh, Janae, he said he didn't think Janet Jackson would even got on the show. And because she laid out her side of whatever that so much that the writers said we got to do something to get her off our backs. None of Walker's former castmates had responded to his interview yet. Yeah, uh, Jimmy Walker, he definitely went in. He was saying that... Uh, he that once they would they, the only time that they, he would speak to the his cast members was only on the show. Once the show wrapped up for the day, that was it. He didn't have their phone numbers. He didn't they didn't hang out. Nothing of that. And uh, he said that um, that when it came to uh, Janet Jackson, Janet Jackson uh, recently asked uh, how was uh, Jimmy Walker. And I think Janet Dubois said, oh, you know, why don't you call him up and ask him? And she said, I don't think he liked me. And on this interview, he said that he never talked to Janet Jackson. He, 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 didn't, he, he said he don't talk to children. That, that was his answer. And to get back to um, Thelma, Bernadette Stannis, he was saying that um, because Bernadette had so much sex appeal that every time he went, did an interview or they would ask about her and how they loved Thelma and how she was beautiful, she's a beautiful woman, still beautiful, and she's in her, I think, 60s now, and he was saying that, okay, well, Charlie Angels, Farrah Fawcett, that was a, a she, the Angels, well, Farrah Fawcett was hot back then. And she had did a pin-up poster, not a pin-up, but a, a poster of her in a bathing suit. So he suggested to Norma Lear that maybe Bernadette could do the same thing. 
And that's why he said that he felt that she didn't take advantage of her sex symbol image. And Norman Lear and actor John Amos, who played James Evans, went off on Jimmy Walker saying, how dare you speak, let our girl go out like that. How, you, where's your respect? You treating her like some hoe? And oh, they, he was telling it. He went in, so he said. They told. They said, "Don't you ever bring that discussion about Bernadette posing in some kind of pin up." And he said he never spoke of it again. That's why they had put him on blast. So it was a very interesting in- interview. Um, some diehard college-bound and student loan-strapped Nicki Minaj fans can breathe a little easier today after learning that their financial burdens will be taken care of. By the rapper. On Friday, June 29th, the MC awarded her Student of the Game scholarship to 37 members of the Kingdom, her fan base formerly known as the Barbs, pledging to pay off either their college tuition or student loans. And this is from Billboard. Minaj's charitable efforts began in May of 2017 when she posted a few students' names with a total of their loans, school expenses, and summer classes she spontaneously paid off via Instagram. She announced in the caption she was launching her official charity for student loans slash tuition payments very soon. She then started her Student of the Game scholarship, which informed its first round of winners last month and finalized the recipient pool Friday on Minaj's website. She informed her Twitter followers that winners are eligible to win the scholarship multiple times, but not in consecutive years. Several of the winners expressed their unbridled gratitude on social media. How nice of that, you know? You don't see that too often. You know, people say a lot about... Uh, how celebrities are all just wrapped up into their little world and some they, some of them don't care too much about their fans and and some don't care too much because, you know, they, they don't want to be bothered. But you, you know, you got to remember the fans are what made you. Yeah, you might have talent and you're good at what you do, but it's always, you have, always got to go back to the fans because they're the ones that can make you or break you. And that was, I thought that was very generous of Nicki Minaj. You know, some people don't care for Nicki. I always liked Nicki, even though in the beginning she was a little, um, her the, the crazy cartoonish voice and her costumes. And but she has just just turned around and, and said she wanted to be taken seriously and focus on her talent. And this is her way of giving back and saying thank you to her fans. So I thought that was very, very generous of her. I wish Nicki Minaj was around when I needed my student loan to be paid back. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Or pay for my college tuition. Right now we have 19 minutes after the hour. If you are just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you'd like to know more about the show or you'd like to know when I come on live, make sure if you are a registered listener here on Block Talk Radio, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page, and that way it will send you a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, make sure you follow us on Twitter at That's Entertain One. That's T H A T S, Entertain the Number One. Like us on Facebook. Just go to www.facebook.com forward slash That's Entertainment Radio. 
Movie veteran Ellen Barkin is calling on the youth to take over Hollywood because nothing will change for women if the movie industry is dominated by old white men. In a new essay for InStyle magazine, uh, the new badass women's issue, the Sea of Love star insists that the Me Too and Time Up movement won't change Tinseltown for actresses because old bosses refuse to step down and let 30-somethings take over. The 64-year-old insists Hollywood has always been tough on women, and she sees no signs of that changing, despite the rise of movement linked to equal pay and female power. Wendy Williams is backpedaling on her support for R. Kelly and her criticism of the B2 movement after sponsors threatened to pull out of her daytime talk show. Wendy has been vocal in recent months about the R&B singer's slew of sexual misconduct allegations. Kelly also has two pending lawsuits from women who claim he infected them with STDs. As noted by the JasmineBrand.com in May, Wendy revealed to her audiences that she sat down with Kelly for an in-depth conversation at his home studio. She said he answered every question said she promised him not to spill the tea about their interview, but offered him the opportunity to come on to her show. Williams then asked asked her audience if they would be offended if she invited the singer onto her show and then publicly urged her management team to make it happen. The following week, Wendy revisited the issue again. This time she placed blame on the parents of R. Kelly alleged victims. Allegedly, sponsors weren't happy. No way. Uh, In late May, a source says that network executives called a meeting and told Wendy to dial back her support of R. Kelly. It seemed Wendy may have taken their advice. On her May 22nd show, she said, quote, At this point, what do you say? R. Kelly is apparently guilty of a lot of things. The law just has to catch up to the accusations. You know what I mean? I think more girls will probably come out and tell their stories. I think there will be more, unquote. And congrats are in order for rapper Remy Ma and husband Poos. They are expecting their first child as Remy is four months pregnant. The longtime couple shared the news via a video on social media, Instagram. Uh, they made their big reveal at the ceremony of their 10-year wedding anniversary where they renewed their vows. The news is somewhat surprising in light of the fact that Remy has spoken publicly about having fertility challenges on a past session season of Love and Hip Hop, the show documented her experience with having a miscarriage. Remy underwent surgery after learning that she was having an ectopic, uh, ectopic pregnancy. The fetus was removed, and she found out that it would be much harder for her to conceive. Well, that was then. You know, skip ahead to today with news of this bundle of joy. It's got to be extra special for the couple after Remy opened up about dealing with that miscarriage. And Justin Bieber has dodged a warrant for his arrest over a misdisposition relating to his 2014 vandalism incident. The baby hitmaker previously completed probation for a charge of misdemeanor vandalism following the egg-throwing attack on the property owned by his former Calabasas, California neighbors, Jeffrey and Suzanne Swartz, but he is still dealing with a civil suit relating to the case for which he had to pay $80,000 to cover damages. Lawyers for the Swartzes have been due to quiz the pop superstar on June 22nd over allegations 
suggesting that he had terrorized the family with parties and aggressive driving during his time in the neighborhood, but Bieber skipped the hearing and was instead spotted hanging out with his girlfriend, Haley Baldwin, in New York. The plaintiff subsequently called on the Los Angeles judge overseeing the dispute to issue an arrest warrant for Bieber and fine him $1,000 for each day which passes before he sits for the deposition. But the singer representatives hit back telling TMZ.com that they had been trying to reschedule the June date to no availability. Now it's, it appears that the two sides have reached an agreement on a new deposition date. As of yesterday, J- Tuesday, July 3rd, the judge decided against granting the bench warrant. Jeffrey Schwartz had previously also accused the 24-year-old of engaging in obf- obfuscation and delayed tactics amid claims he had missed five depositions in two years. And rapper Jewel Santana has been ordered to attend an anger management program before he be, he is able to return home to his girlfriend. In March, the Dipset star surrendered to police officers days after Newark Liberty International Airport security found a loaded 38 caliber handgun and non-prescribed oxycodone pills in a carry-on bag containing Santana's identification. The 36-year-old was subsequently released on $500,000 bail and is currently living with his mother and brother. Santana's real name, Laron James, has requested return to the home he shared with his girlfriend, Kimbella Vanderheer, he, and their children, but he must first attend an anger management program before a judge will consider the move. The judge's decision reportedly stemmed from a past domestic violence incident between the couple. Meanwhile, the 36-year-old rap star has been granted permission to tour with his fellow Dipset bandmates as long as his mother is there to chaperone, and he can only travel by car. He's also not allowed to stay with his tour mates, according to Bassa. The rapper has pleaded not guilty to charges of possession of a firearm by a convicted felon and carrying a weapon on an aircraft and faces up to 20 years in prison. Wow. And Marvel Studio boss Kevin Feige is calling on Oscar voters to sit uh, to, to no to sit up no to set up no to sit up and take notice of uh, Black Panther because he believed that the blockbuster deserve a few Academy Awards. I don't blame you. The superhero movie has fared poorly at the prize given in recent years, but. Fage believed that Ryan Coogler's critical acclaim and culturally important film could make waves at the Oscars in 2019. The film studio boss believed that Black Panther's technical crew and wardrobe and costume experts deserve to be recognized at the Academy Awards. Fage, um, Fage and his uh, partners at Marvel Studios are enjoying a blockbuster year at the box office, Thanks to the success of Black Panther, Avengers, Infinity War, and Deadpool 2, while Ant-Man and the Wasp starring Paul Rudd and Evangeline Lilly hits theaters this week. Yeah, I can't blame uh, Kevin Feige. I think I agree absolutely because it it got so many rave reviews. It scored almost a perfect score on Rotten Tomatoes, and it was the most talked. It was the third highest-grossing movie in movie history. Why not? It, it should. Uh, it should get nominated for an Academy Award. Right now, we have. Uh, 
we have here? We got 27 minutes left remaining, uh, 27 minutes after the hour. Wow, time is going by fast. Uh, coming up in the next half hour, Roseanne Barr uh, claimed that she's been offered so many opportunities to return to television following the cancellation of her show. Remember, we talked about her, uh, about the what happened to her last week, how she went on a, um, a podcast crying, talking about how she lost everything. And I told you guys that she's going to be all right. You know, this is not going to stop her. She's going to come back. And sure enough, she claims that she's been offered many opportunities to come back to television. I'll tell you the latest. And um, you remember the ex-con, the hot con, Jeffrey Meeks? Well, his ex-wife, Melissa, apparently apparently wants to start afresh following her divorce from the hot fella, and uh, she has her own way to commemorate the milestone. I'll tell you more about it. And Megan Fox is getting ready to host a new documentary for the Travel Channel. And uh, Oprah Winfrey has reiterated that there's no chance she will run against Donald Trump. All those stories and more coming up after the break, so don't go anywhere.
Tune in to That's Entertainment, the number one source of entertainment news and pop culture every Wednesday afternoon with the host Tammy Jones Gibbs, right here on Block Talk Radio. We have 26 minutes left remaining in the show. That was new music from my girl Tamia and Leave It Smoking. Ooh, that is a hot, hot single. Before we went to the music break, I was telling you about uh, Roseanne Barr. She has reportedly been offered, so she claims, so many opportunities to return to television when following the cancellation of her show, Roseanne, over a racism, racism row. The comedian rebooted sitcom was canceled by bosses at Network ABC in late May after she posted an offensive message on Twitter about Valerie Jarrett, an advisor to former President Barack Obama, describing her as a result of the, quote, Muslim Brotherhood and, quote, Planet of the Apes having a baby. However, it seems like she might not be away from TV screens for long, as she told Rabbi Boteach, uh, Botech on a new episode of his podcast, which it, uh, is scheduled to, uh, which was scheduled this past Monday, July second, that she has already received multiple offers to make a comeback. Following the show's cancellation, ABC's executives decided to move forward with a spinoff titled The Connors, which will not feature her character and focus on the rest of the cast, which includes John Goodman, Laurie Metcalf, and Sarah Gilbert. The 65-year-old said on the podcast that she didn't ask for any money when she signed away the rights of her uh, show because she didn't want to hurt the new show and its cast and crew. Barr also confirmed that she hasn't yet apologized to Jarrett privately and was praying for the right words before she reached out. Praying for the right words? Just come out and say you're sorry. You know, praying for the right words? This has nothing to do with prayer. And I just said last week, you know, she was on this rabbi show crying, oh, I lost everything and, you know, I you know, I didn't mean it, I, you know. But as I told you last week, that she's going to be all right. When it's, you know, like I said, when it comes to certain celebrities in Hollywood, some celebrities... If they say something wrong, do something wrong, people want to blackball them, ban them, take away everything from them. And then others, oh, they just, oh, they made a mistake, slap on the wrist, they're back on. Just like I was giving you the example about celebrity chef Paula Dean, how she was on the Today Show talking about she didn't mean what she say about making her little racist comments. And the next thing you know, uh, she was on the shopping channel QVC. They dropped her, and now she's on another shopping channel. I think it's Evine. So she's back in business. And just like I said, Roseanne, you crying the blues, oh, I lost everything. You're going to be all right. Why? Because certain people in Hollywood didn't even felt that uh, she had what she wanted to say, you know. But no, we gotta set the example. This is not this is not all right. This shouldn't be tolerated. We gotta set the example. So she claims we'll see. 
uh, Jeremy Meeks, uh, the ex-wife of Melissa, apparently wants to start afresh following her divorce from the hot felon, and she has her own way to commemorate the milestone in the most wild way possible. Melissa threw a divorce party at a Las Vegas strip club on Saturday, June 30th. Completed with dancers, the party featured a huge cake that read from ex-con to ex-wife. The top of the cake had like a huge pair of handcuffs, which apparently um, mocked her ex, Jeremy, who left her for top chop heiress, Chloe Green. Now, during the epic party, Melissa was greeted by a banner that read, Free at Last. Melissa married Jeremy in 2008. The latter rose to fame after his mugshot went viral in 2014 and led him to a successful modeling career. Things went to a scandalous turn when he was snapped, making out with Chloe aboard a yacht during a Mediterranean getaway. It didn't take long for them, who sh- uh, Melissa and Jeremy, who shared an eight-year-old son, Jeremy Jr., to split with their divorce being finalized in June. The former couple agreed to share joint legal custody while Melissa has primary physical custody. The model, meanwhile, will have an approximately 30% timeshare. Melissa also weighed in on Jeremy and Chloe, who recently welcomed their first child together, a baby boy named Jaden Meek Green. And uh, she said, this is what she said, congratulations to him on that. That's all I can say, unquote. And U.S.-based production studio Electus has linked up with Emmy-winning actress Queen Latifah's Flavor Unit Entertainment to develop a travelogue series featuring female comedians and their famous friends. Friends in Strange Places, which is the working title, will be executive produced by Queen Latifah and Shaykem Compare. Electus Chris Grant and Drew Buckley will also executive produce alongside Allison Mandel Hudson. Each episode of the series will follow a female couple as they travel to different places and sample the food and culture aided by comic relief and their friendship. Latifah said that the launch of the series will address a male-dominated area of the industry. And Megan Fox is hosting a new documentary series for the Travel Channel, Mysteries and Myths a four-episode, hour-long series which will follow the actress as she explores some of the world's most weird and wonderful places. She is currently in uh, Kanako, Turkey, if I'm not pronouncing that right, to examine the story of the Trojan War. Last month, Fox visited Stonehenge and Bath in England for the series. And John Malkovich is to join Judd Law in the following up to the critical acclaimed TV series, The Young Pope. Law will return as a conflicted Lenny Bellardo in The New Pope, which will begin production in Italy in November. Details about Malkovich's role are being kept under wraps by co-writer and director Paolo Sorotino. The Young Pope debut on Sky in Europe in October of 2016 and in the U.S. in January of 2017. The series aired in 150 territories, and this is according to Deadline. And Oprah Winfrey had reiterated there's no chance in hell (laughs) that she'll run against Donald Trump to become a U.S. president, insisting that the job would kill her. The media mogul and former talk show queen has confessed she briefly considered a political run, and she stirred up support after she gave a steering speech 
stirring speech at the Golden Globe Awards in February. Oprah even asked God to give her a sign, but now she's convinced that the White House isn't the place for her. And in a new British Vogue interview, she makes it clear that she has no interest in America's top job. She tells the public the the publication, uh, quote. In that political structure, all the non-truth, the BS, the nastiness, the backhanded backroom stuff that goes on, I feel like I could not exist. I would not be able to do it. It's not a clean business. It will kill me, unquote. Oprah also talked about Prince Harry and Meghan, Duchess of Sussex royal wedding in May, which she attended, further addressing her decision not to wear a cream outfit Stella McCarthy had designed especially for her. As a result, McCarthy had to rethink the outfit at the last minute, and Oprah arrived at the ceremony at Windsor Castle in pale pink. Oprah was clearly impressed as she wears another McCarthy outfit on the cover of the new British Vogue. And Tina Turner's oldest son, Craig Turner, has died by suicide. Uh, This is what People Magazine confirmed. He was only 59. A spokesperson for the Los Angeles County Department of Medical Examiner's Coroner, uh, they tell People that Craig was pronounced dead at 12.38 p.m. after being found dead in his Studio City, California home from a self-inflicted gunshot wound on Tuesday. His autopsy is pending. A rep for Tina did not immediately respond to People's request for comment. Craig is the son of Tina, who was just 18 when she gave birth to him, and saxophonist Raymond Hill, who performed with Ike Turner's band Kings of Rhythm. Craig was adopted by Ike after he and Tina married in 1962. Craig worked as a real estate agent in California. This is according to The Hollywood Reporter. And just hours before her son took his own life, Tina attended Giorgio Armani's fashion show in Paris, France. The iconic singer had lived in Europe since 1995 with her German record executive husband, Erwin Bach. In 2013, she relinquished her American citizenship. Tina has been open about the abuse she suffered at the hands of Craig's adopted father, Ike, who died in 2007. In May of 2005, Tina revealed to Oprah that that it particularly took a toll on Craig, who was a very emotional kid. Right now, we have 16 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to go ahead and take another break. And when I come back, I'm going to give you the last remaining stories for the day. So don't go anywhere. Yeah. 
uh, in lieu of flowers. Uh, they're saying that they're encouraging everyone to donate to a scholarship memorial fund created on Brandon's behalf. And you can um, leave a message that will go via email directly to the parents of Ken and Rita. My big fat Greek wedding star and friend to the show, Nia Vardalis, has filed for divorce from her husband, Ian Gomez. The actress filed on Tuesday in Los Angeles County, psyching um, irreconcilable differences as a reason for their split, according to court documents obtained by The Blast. Vardalis, uh, she said she separated from her husband over a year ago on June 29, 2017, almost 24 years after they said, I do. In a joint statement obtained by People Magazine, the couple said, quote, we've been respectfully separated for a lengthy period of time. Our relationship became a friendship, so the decision to end the marriage is completely mutual and amicable. It is our hope that decency will prevail on the reporting of this story, which will soon be yesterday's news. Thank you for respecting our privacy. Vidalis and Gomez wed in September of 1995. Vidalis' hit My Big Fat Greek Wedding was inspired by her romance with Gomez, who also starred in the film. They share an 11-year-old daughter, whom they adopted in 2008. She's asking for joint legal and physical custody of their daughter. The actress also asked that spouse support to be determined in uh, mediation. Vidalis opened up to people in 2016 about her long journey towards motherhood after 13 failed IVF treatments, unsuccessfully surrogate attempts, and several miscarriages. Uh, when when um, when Neil was on our show, she talked about that for a little bit. She was uh, promoting her guest star appearance on um, S. Uh, SVU Special Victim Unit. She was playing an attorney on the show, and she talked about that journey about her daughter and how it took. You know, they was waiting. You know, to adopt her and everything. If you want to check out that interview, just type in Nia Vardalis. That's V A R V as a Victor A R D as a David A L O S. My interview with her, and I remember I was I had a uh, I had laryngitis. I had laryngitis and a very bad cold, and I had to apologize. You know, I know it's I'm sounding crazy, but I'm, I, I just caught a cold. But she was very understanding, and she even offered to say, "Make sure you uh, have some hot chicken soup." After the show <laughs> So check out that interview uh, If you want to go back in the archives uh, 50 Cent has sparked A new rap beef with Jay-Z after calling the 99 Problem Rapper out for releasing his The Carters album a day After Nas' comeback Nas and Jay-Z has long since put Their former feud behind them But 50 appears to believe that That they might be behind the rap Mogul's decision to release Everything is Love, his new joint album with Beyonce just a day after the debut of Nod's new record produced by Kanye West. Now, the two rap heavyweights fell out in the 1990s when Nod failed to show up to record a planned verse for Jay's Reasonable Doubt. The pair then took to the few public, firing off attacks on record. Nod's called Jay-Z the fake king of New York in the lyrics to Stillmatic. Why is he? Why does Fifty Cent got to get involved with that? I don't understand. 
Um, Mark Rosen has settled a second lawsuit over his and Bruno Mars' 2014 hit, Uptown Funk. According to legal documents obtained by TMZ.com, Mark has settled a dispute with the executive at La Strada Entertainment, who owns the right to Zap and Rogers' 1980 hit, More Bounce to the Ounce. Lestrada bosses sued the British star, alleging he ripped off the track on Uptown Funk. Bruno, who sings and has a co-writing credit on the song, was not named in the entertainment firm's lawsuit. The documents do not disclose whether any money changed hands as a result of the settlement. Mark and Bruno settled an earlier lawsuit brought by the 1980s funk band College Collage, who has claimed their work had been plagiarized. A source told TMZ that no money changed hands as a part of that agreement. The duo also faced a third lawsuit over the song as Angie Stone and her band, The Sequence, are also taking legal action, alleging Uptown Funk was inspired by the 1979 track Funk You Up. Members of the sequence was asking for a jury trial and unspecified amount of money from Bruno and Mark. Uptown Funk was a huge hit on its release, top chart around the world, and winning the 2016 Grammy Awards for Record of the Year. However, Bruno and Mark have since been hit by multiple copyright claims. In addition to the three lawsuits, they have also been forced to credit members of funk outfit The Gap Band as co-writers on the song due to its similarities to the group 1979 anthem, Oops Upside Your Head. Mm. And rapper and actor Ludacris lost his cool at a show in New Jersey on Saturday night, June 30th, after a fan hurled a plastic cup full of booze at him. The star was in the middle of his set at the grand opening of the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City when he was hit by the drink and went ballistic. Cutting the music, he ordered the beer thrower to identify himself, offering to come down there and... He, he Ludacris offered to come down there and to beat the person's ass. Uh, as it became clear, no one was going to own up to throwing the cup at the rap star. He continued with the show, and there was no further incident. Rockers, the Dave Matthew Band, stumbled through their set at Wisconsin's Summerfest Music Festival on Sunday, July 1st, after experiencing a series of technical issues. The group performance was blighted from the start as the background visual for the big screen at Henry Myers Festival Park in Milwaukee initially malfunctioned and the sound was muffled. The problem continued as the band may encounter audio difficulties on stage, but the musicians pressed on. The frontman, Dave Matthews, briefly acknowledging their troubles during the gig, and this is according to Billboard.com. The show was part of the group's first tour without longtime violinist Boy Tinsley, who stepped away from the lineup in May to spend more time with his family. He was subsequently hit with a lawsuit for sexual misconduct, which accused him of sending former protege James Frost Wynn disgusting, sexually suggested texts and masturbating next to him while he was asleep. Tensley uh, denies the allegation and vowed to fight the claim to clear his name. And Cardi B, she has made chart history right here in the U.S. by becoming the first female rapper to land two number ones. The pregnant star I Like It collaboration with Bad Bunny and Jay Balvin jumped up on the spot from two to one to give her the Billboard Hot 100 feet. 
She first hit the top with the top of the charts with Bodak Yellow Money Moves last year, and now she breaks the tie with Iggy Azalea, Little Kim, Lauren Hill, and Shauna as the only female hip hop star to enjoy a return to number one. Meanwhile, I like it. It's both Bad Bunny and Balvin's first Hot 100 number one. The new chart topper extends a great run for rap at the top of the U.S. charts. Cardi's new hit makes it 23 weeks at number one for the genre. Drake, Post Malone, and Childish Gambino previously ruled the countdown. And Sheryl Crow will release her final album next year. The If It Makes You Happy hitmaker explains she is keen to continue releasing music, but she doesn't feel full-length albums from artists like her will be in demand much longer. Her final record will feature collaboration with Stevie Nicks, Keith Richards, Joe Walsh, Don Hensley, and late country singer Johnny Cash. Uh, she said that... Um, Album as an art form or a bit of a dying art form. She said, people are more interested in singles. I made the decision in my head that the records that come out next year will be my last full album. I'll just start putting out putting songs out to put out really per, uh, pertinent songs that feel immediate, unquote. Cheryl recently released the single Wouldn't Want to Be Like You with St. Vincent's real name, Ann Clark, and she explains she's looking forward to performing the track live with the singer. The 56-year-old announcement comes days after she reveals she's considering releasing her new album through digital distribution service, STEM, instead of under a major record label. And Drake has shattered streaming records with his fifth album, Scorpion. The rapper dropped a 25-track release at midnight on Thursday, June 28, and pulled in more than 170 million streams on Apple Music in 24 hours. More Life, the Canadian's 2017 mixtape, held the previous record with 89.9 million streams in its first day. Apple bosses have confirmed Scorpion now hold both the U.S. and global streaming records, and the debut is the largest single-day streaming total for any album on any streaming service to date. Meanwhile, on Spotify, it pulled in more than 132 million streams in its first 24 hours, breaking the single-day record. Scorpion is also on track to shadow the single-week streaming record of 431 million streams currently held by Post Malone, Beer, Bung, and Bentley, with expert predicting Drake album could stream $1 billion in its first week. And Beyonce had a bit of a situation during one of her on-the-run tours, tour stop in Warsaw, Poland. The level-on-top hitmaker was left hanging in the air after the flying stage set malfunctioned towards the end of the show. In a fan capture video, stage staff was seen bringing in a ladder so that the mother of three could get to the floor. However, Beyonce seemed reluctant to step onto the ladder to make her way down despite encouragement from the staff and fans. She finally went down the ladder after more discussion with the staff. Fans cheered as she made it to the floor, and then B then just walked off stage while showing off some cute dance moves as if nothing had happened. This isn't the first time Beyonce made headlines during her joint tour with husband Jay-Z. The power couple revealed uh, vow renewal footage while performing Forever Young, in addition to giving fans a new look at their twins. On the Run tour begins on June, it began on June 6th in Cardiff and is scheduled to end on October 4th in Seattle. Chloe and Haley and DJ Cali serve as the opening act for the North American leg of the tour. While hitting the road, the couple released a joint album titled Everything is Love, which debuted at number two on the Billboard 200 charts. 
Well, that will do it for me for this week. Tune in next time when we do it all over again. You've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs. Enjoy the rest of this holiday, July 4. Make sure you stay safe. Make sure you keep cool because we still got this heat wave going. And uh, I'll talk to you next time. Take care.